0: Welcome to Sporting Life. Introducing your host, Ed Draper.
1: Hello and welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? I hope you're having a good week. The sun is out here in Cheltenham in the west of England. It was a hot week last week and then we bizarrely had a really cold rainy Saturday but we're back to, to good weather and feeling good for that actually. Been doing a lot of swimming outdoors, bit of sauna, energy levels. I don't know about you but feel a lot higher at this time of year. You may of course be listening in Australia where it's your winter but relatively I think your winter's pretty kind. Uh, compared to the one in the UK, very dark and, and gloomy here over those winter months. Well, appreciate you being here. Thank you for being here. And thank you to the sponsors as ever, Bang Nullison of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations and note the word brands because through that company Serene AV it's not just Bang Olufsen's world-renowned equipment Jason Briggs and his stellar team can source you whatever is on your mind your vision your budget whatever fits uh, the picture that you've got in your head about what you'd like at home whether the big screens audio systems Whatever you're after, get in touch with Bang Nolveson of Cheltenham, Jason and his team. Thank you also to Cytoplan for their ongoing association with the podcast. They're a food-based supplement company host not far from here in the west of England, beautiful village of Hanley Swan. My father, Dr. Mark Draper, he's a GP here in the UK, but also a micronutritionist, has worked with Cytoplan to devise the ingredients list for certain supplements particularly the the multivitamins, the vitamins, you may call them. And when we say food-based, digest as close to how food would be so absorbed into the system. I take Immunovite and Immune Complete. My wife takes the foundation formula from there, and we've been taking the supplements for 20-plus years, and we do pay for them. Even my father pays for them, albeit at a discounted rate. But I think that financial commitment underscores our commitment to them. Spend quite a lot of money on supplements per year, but I believe it's worth it. And if you'd like to share the discount code, for the drapers or draper media you can go to cytoplan.co.uk check out what you want and uh, when you come to pay you can enter the discount code draper10r my last name d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter r also wanted to point you in the direction of attic box audio which is a service we're offering in cheltenham and the surrounding area around a 25-mile radius for in-person conversations. Now, Attic Box Audio is about life story conversations, not with famous people necessarily, just with people everyday life, documenting their stories, getting it down in their voice. And we provide as well, along with high-quality audio recording, a transcript, which is a beautiful book, a couple of books, illustrated with photographs. So it could be an older person, a a grandmother, a grandfather, a father-mother. It could be someone who's achieved something at a certain stage of their life and want to take stock and get it on record for loved ones, Uh, to absorb for the the future and to get those details while they're they're there kind of razor sharp before memories and time sort of get a little bit grainy and hazy. But it's something that we thought about in lockdown to to initiate. We've documented all our family, our older family, at least our parents and uncles and aunties, because of that sense of wanting to hear voices from the past, our grandparents in particular, my wife and I. So it's atticboxaudio.co.uk. Check it out. See what you think. A-T-T-I-C-B-O-X audio.co.uk. Right, that's the uh, introductions. Thank you for staying with me. This is a fascinating podcast. Really enjoyed popping, not far really, probably um, less than half a mile into the centre of Cheltenham. Beautiful Regency office of Adam Lloyd Wellbeing, who is uh, transforming, kind of uh, transitioning into a new business with uh, partner Ellie, business partner Ellie. But he is at the moment um, just working at Cheltenham Town Football Club, which is what we talk about here in his sense of, of how we can help young athletes who've got kids who are in that area if you're a coach fitness trainer just trying to encourage them often to eat enough when they're playing a lot of sport but here he is uh, the one and only Adam Lloyd. Adam Lloyd welcome to the podcast brilliant to see you in the, the heart of Regency Cheltenham here it's a fantastic spot and um, really good to, to catch up I know you've, you've got a multi-faceted sort of nutrition business but we're going to talk about Cheltenham Towns Academy in particular, just let us know what what you get up to there.
0: Yeah, yeah, so uh, I've been the academy nutritionist down there now for a couple of years, uh, working with uh, predominantly the under-18s down Mm -hmm. there, but do work with the the whole whole academy, trying to advise where I can. Um, And, uh, yeah, hopefully a little bit of work uh, maybe sort of getting into... um, bringing some of that into private practice as well working with footballers and that type of thing in, in my private practice because I'm just sort of uh, part-time in, in the Cheltenham side of things um, mm. but yeah it's it's a, it's a it's an exciting time to
1: be involved with Cheltenham and yeah, it's an exciting time to
0: be in football and stuff so yeah it's great.
1: You just said there's a, there's a slightly surreal atmosphere at the moment because we're between managers at the time so we're recording this Tuesday the 21st of June and, and Michael Duff has has gone off to Barnsley with a lot of, of well wishes, but I suppose that that is a slight strange atmosphere around the club at the moment as well.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And and again, uh, you know, being uh, not you know very much involved in it, but you know, on the outside in terms of the decision making and what have you, it's uh, it's it's interesting to see how the club will get through and, and mm. what what decisions will be made and and who will come in. Um, uh, yeah, at all levels of the club, so exciting.
1: You were speaking to me just before we started recording about the culture that he helped foster there. You just felt that it was a, a great place to work and it, it was something that he was clearly conscious of involving everyone at the club in.
0: Yeah, uh, that was my, from the from the first, I actually met him doing some volunteer work. Mm. So we were we were both volunteering uh, to help some of the kids get out from just hanging around and having nothing to do. And so we, we, we met up at a local high school and, and uh, yeah, from, uh, from that moment he remembered my name around the club and, and uh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's just those, those little things that make a difference, you know, mm. make you feel part of, part of something and particularly for someone like me who, who isn't there all the time, you know, so just, just come in. So for someone at the, at the, at the top of the, of the organisation or certainly, at the, you know, um, towards the top of the organisation, being able to do that and show that sort of, uh, that side of him. Is uh, is good and and the rest of the club is like that as well. All, the, all the, yeah. I mean, it's been I've been there two two years, like I say. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic club to be a part of.
1: And he rubbed off on the players. You said in terms of just how they were, how they conducted themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember. So my 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 son plays up in the academy up there and my, my other son has been a part of that as well and uh, I remember going in with um he was injured at the time and we were going into the to the physio area where the first team were yeah and uh, we're walking through and um these ma- massive center backs kind <laughs> coming, yeah. coming through and um both stepped to one to- side Toes are and boiling those guys yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and and uh, they they both stepped to one side to allow me and, and Tommy to walk through and I thought yeah there's you know it's, it's, it's good that's it that's uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a politeness, but it's something that, that
1: yeah. goes through the club, I think, yeah. I think so many workplaces kind of revolve around that culture and that human aspect, culture. beyond the sort of technical technical side of it. In terms of what you do at Cheltenham, how you go a couple of times a week, predominantly with the, the under 18s, what do you have a, a, a sort of lecture with them, a session with them, or is it one-on-one base where you have chats?
0: Yeah, uh, so a bit of, bit of everything. Mm. Uh, we're trying, we're, because it's a, it's an academy, and this is an interesting thing about trying to um, work on young people's behaviours around food. And when we think of adult behaviour around food, well, you and I will be driven today by our own, mm. you know, our, uh, our own desires or our own financial abilities or whatever. It's a, if I decide I need a sandwich, I'm going to stop and get a sandwich. Your
1: commitments and stuff as well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, whereas for for our younger populations, adolescents, children, um, it's not always in their own hands. No. And so. This, this, again, we, we talk about the, the research that we did, but, the, but there's an interesting thing that come out. You, you've got this, you know, these are a group of excellent football players in, in this area, you know, hoping to, to get, hoping to become professional footballers. And yet, uh, often they're taking their uh, nutrition advice from mum and dad. Mm. Now that might be okay um, if mum and dad uh, un- understand or have a sporting background, and some mm. of them are lucky enough to have that. But if your mum and dad don't have a sporting background, and don't necessarily understand the, 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 the complexities of, of sports nutrition and sometimes bring their own ideas of nutrition to the table. Mm. Um, uh, sometimes people can, you know, you, you, you may have, an adult may have challenges around diabetes or something yeah. like that, so carbohydrates are not so good for them. And they might restrict the carbohydrates in the household yeah well they might
1: be doing a a carnivore or keto diet or something fashion yeah
0: yeah and and then all of a sudden you you it's a it's a it's a possible uh performance decrement or um it's not enhancing the the player's Mm. performance because they're going into games where we know that carbohydrate is a is a very important aspect of, of football being that sort of um intensity of the football and
1: the stop stop, start nature of it it's funny because we connected on social media but i think it does seem since we were growing up we're a similar age that the the messages become so more popularized now of niche dietary things is, is, is that something that you found is a is an issue because sort of the moment of glorification of, of protein a lot online isn't there and yeah. and you say like low carbohydrate carbohydrates almost been demonized and it's mm. almost been likened to sort of pure table sugar or whatever yeah. rather than actually you know like you're saying a complex carbohydrate perhaps you need just for your energy to to, because football is a hugely energetic game isn't
0: it yeah absolutely and and you know there are always complexities and it's and and i think that the the the, there's a there's a something called the dunning-kruger effect which i hear a lot of that sometimes we when you start to know about something Mm. you you start to realize you don't know about it you know you know less and less i think nutrition is exactly like that isn't it often Yeah, yeah yeah so you start to you start to sort of Come down and, and question yourself. And uh, having just uh, gone through that um, master's dissertation process, I can attest to that. You know, the, you you think you know, and then you've got to look at the research, and you've got to look at the research over and over again, and you've got mm. to come to understand that research. Then you conduct your own research, and and you take those findings. And, and first of all, what that process does is make you realise that science isn't always a com- you know a complete nicely packaged thing. Mm. You know, it's it's uh, it has to have controls, and it has to be sometimes it has to be reductionist because yeah. it's got to look at it. You have to be control. able to
1: replicate it, don't you? You have but, to yeah. be able
0: to replicate it and yet you have to control for certain things. So so it's, so it's I think what I, what possibly I may find frustrating is where people say this is backed by science and this is that, you know, and and that might be so and, and we might find that um, in uh, laboratory experiments that came out. Yeah. But I think most most scientists will always say you know, we need to do more research mm. in this area, we need to understand it in this context or in that context. and. And it's it's that thing that that way generally it's important. better
1: what to look at the sort of meta analyses to look at all the studies that have been done and then formulate because what you can have you could have one study that said all oh, these footballers were brilliant after eating a low carbohydrate diet but that's yeah. one one study in one space and time yeah I I I,
0: th- I think you're right absolutely we look we look at the at those 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 meta analyses as you say that have looked across all of the, all the studies but I also think there's a there's a sort of a, a shift in in being able to look at um, what happened in the individual as well. I think Mm. that's becoming important. Case study research is is becoming more important, I think. And and why is that? Because we've gotten, it's always because of balance, I think, it's always because there's something to be found, there's something to be had about doing a case study on an individual over a prolonged period of time. I think of um, making weight in boxes, Mm. you know, and if you've gone gone a 12 month study, three fights across those 12 months, well, that's really interesting, and some really amazing findings have, have come out of there, particularly around um, low energy availability and the consequences of low energy availability, and sometimes we think that, that the consequences of that are, are drastic, and we must be up here. But trying to make a weight cut and then trying
1: to fight the next day, yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah, but what we see there is that they have to be in low energy availability because they're making a weight cut, mm. and actually it's not, in the short term, having that, that, that um, detrimental effect on performance. So that's a case study, and that's interesting, you know. And you may get another case study with the same type of parameters, which will show you something different. But I think that's as interesting as the meta-analysis over here, which, mm. which is, you know, if I if I want to do, if I've got a group of twenty-two players this year, and um, and I want to say that um, you know carbohydrate is 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 key for for all of those people. Yeah. Um, I've got to look at the meta analysis, but I've got to also take into account those individuals. Yeah, and some of them will come to me with stomach com- p- complaints. Sure. And then then we're into the complexities. So, like of,
1: gluten intolerances and things like that. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that type of thing, and maybe not just. Uh, it may be a a, a short term intolerance. It mm-hmm. may be that they're uh, experiencing a lot of stress uh, because of. Um, you know pre-season is stressful or they go you know or end of season is stressful they're gonna get a contract so it could be a short-term thing um, but certainly I think I go back to that idea of balance if we take the case studies we take the meta-analysis we take the individuals and, and we take the knowledge that, you, that you've got mm. and you bring it to the table and you mix it all together and you see what works I think where we start to if I start to call myself an expert <laughs> then I start to think I'm getting in the wrong
1: territory Do you know what I mean yeah uh, because you always have to be open to being wrong in this the, yeah. this line of work i suppose because as yeah. research comes to the fore and it's it, it yeah. does there is an individual element to it isn't it it's how people respond to different foods and different different macronutrients as well yeah. if we if we look at it what would you say and talk about protein fat and carbohydrate what would be a good percentage sort of split for, for an average person in society in your sense, but what you've seen recently in the, in the literature, and what would be good for a, a young footballer or any footballer who's, who's going through an intense training programme and, and playing programme? Yeah, well, I think that the
0: percentages for um, more niche populations are harder. Mm. So where we get, say, young footballers as a, as a niche population, to apply the percentages of, of what we might get from like the Eat Well Guide or, mm. or government guidelines,
1: uh, it, it, it's harder to apply that because they've got m- different demands Cause, to because the sort of the, the general one is what sixty percent carbohydrate, but then people have like you saying they're railed against that, and the wider yeah. population is saying we shouldn't be eating so much carbohydrate. We should eat more that's protein, r- etc. Right.
0: Yeah, well, I, yeah, and I think you. So if you went with that, it's a, sort of predominantly carbohydrate, say mm. 50, 55 percent, maybe up to sixty percent then your fat would be the next uh, most, yeah. sort of 30 to 35%, and then protein's down here at sort of 15%, or, mm. yeah, if
1: that's the right math. Yeah, and that's sort of wider guidelines that still pretty much hold true, or have done for 25 years or so, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and, and that, again, that's like, that's a really good way of balancing out how to eat, I mm. think, and and then, you know, the the problem that we get is that what's what makes up a carbohydrate what makes up a fat what you know there's there's, there's challenges part,
1: they're intermingled as well aren't they? in terms of foods that you eat yeah
0: yeah yeah I remember when Tommy was doing his uh, I didn't do much of his homeschooling but when <laughs> I did a little bit of his homeschooling we talked about uh, it, I did the nutrition bit with him and, and we were saying well, if you what do you get if you get fat what do you get so if you get fat on your plate mm. you've most likely got protein what or, yeah, because your around. meat
1: or something, yeah, potentially yeah, something
0: yeah. like that. So if you've if you've got protein, you're going to get some fat with that too. So you know, if you want a high protein diet, um, it's easy to get sidetracked and think, well, the high protein comes in the shakes.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'll and I'll just go to the to the shakes, and I think um, because I want high protein, and that's good for me because I've seen that, you know. Um, whereas then what we what we're sort of coming away from then is that. The, the natural processes within the body require us to chew. We've got teeth for a reason, but that creates the processes within our body that are gonna digest our food Mm. in our stomach. And if we digest it well, then it goes down, then it's gonna be absorbed well. And, you know, so we we have to, I think with nutrition it's always that we have to remember why we're doing it, remember what we're trying to do. Mm. Um, So to go back to the percentage side of things, I think what we, what we then look at with with this sort of sporting populations is is grams per kilogram of, of body weight. Okay. And we try to see if we can get that fitting. So if you've got sort of a high performance group, um, and so far I haven't I haven't quite managed to to do this yet. I might find that my my young footballers might be down at sort of 2.73 grams per kilogram of body weight for carbohydrates. Carbohydrate, yeah. And actually, maybe I want them. The research might tell me I want them up at five and six percent really? for, for, for footballers, and, and so that it's it, almost double the carbohydrate then of
1: what they're taking uh, in. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and that can be a, that can be a tough sell, mm. you know, when um, when there's other demands on on young, you know, young people want to look good too, you <laughs> know, and they think that the carbohydrate's going to put yeah. on a bit for them, so uh, they they prefer to go with with high protein. And
1: uh, but how many calories <laughs> would a, a young, say, seventeen-year-old? footballer male footballer require on a daily basis because it's going to be a lot yeah. more than most of us isn't it walking yeah. around doing regular yeah. jobs
0: yeah well there's, there's I mean there's some great research to go back on this and, and it's relatively new research as well in the sort of last five years and, um, and I I, I, I you go you can go through the age groups i think it was starting under 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 12s and up to under 18s and you you finish with under 18s up to about 3500 yeah. like there would be some you know there's some margin for error in there there
1: might be 500 calories margin mm. for error which is so, about 1000 more than what an average male absolutely relatively sedentary normal exercise in society yeah 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 and and so it's a lot
0: mm. and when you think about that from a food perspective it's a lot and mm. and, and and again when when if the Say the young lads don't want to eat breakfast, if, you, if we think that we've got these, traditionally we've got these three eating episodes. Well, that,
1: that's another sort of fad, is, isn't it? Fasting and things like that is, is popular. Yeah. And I guess they're exposed to it more now because of smartphones than we would have been at Absolutely. teenage years.
0: Yeah, yeah, and how would we have got our messages about nutrition? It would have been someone's dad who happens mm. to be in yeah. that type of industry and it comes down and fills now, I mean, you just have to pick up your phone and you yeah. could have access, you just search keto and you've got access to yeah. all kinds of information. So so yeah it's a it's a challenge, and um, I think yeah again that you see context is where it becomes key because there is also some really great information about training fasted you mm-hmm. know and 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 whether that has you know potential
1: positive benefits because you're you. not digesting food while you're training is that you're not there, digesting yeah? while you're training
0: uh, and also your, your um your, your Teaching the body to, when you do reintroduce the carbohydrate to, um, maybe it, it, it soaks up more of that carbohydrate, for want of a better phrase, and mm. so that you you you've got more stored energy for when the big event comes. Yeah. So there's this idea of training low to then compete it high. Used to
1: be called carb loading, was it? I think when we were at school. school. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sort of that's a similar principle. We might now talk about um, carb cycling. Okay. Say. so we, we we've got this sort of up and down. Mm. Um, carb of, of carbohydrate depending on what the demands of the day are um but again you know if you miss an eating episode or um, which is very easy to do for a young footballer mm, and
1: your school and uh, etc uh, yeah
0: exactly then um and and for for lots of of parents that i speak to the the challenge is well i pick them up at three o'clock and then we've got to get in the car and travel to training for five o'clock or whatever yeah. it might be half past five um there's no time there's no time to get that pasta on or yeah. you know how am I going to do that and and then what what you end up with is you stop at um, you stop at um, a petrol station or something along mm. the road and then you're in uh, you're into a situation where your choices are really limited you yeah. know you're not going
1: to you're not going to find this sort of perfect solution in the in the shell garage you know what what's your main concern with young people then the broader population but specifically I suppose footballers as well is it a lack of energy that they're getting on board is it lack of quality food processed food that they're eating what are your main fears that you think if you correct that that would produce better performance produce I guess more productive people in football and and when they're at school doing the other commitments these young academy players have
0: yeah so I think both of those that you said I think I would go back one step further and I think that my study was on uh, nutrition knowledge in, in professional academy football players and I think that if we can affect knowledge
1: Mm.
0: what the research will tell us is that we affect that person for a lifetime so if we can have a a, a, if if the sports nutritionists involved with these young people in all kinds of sports if we can affect their knowledge at this point then it gives gives them an opportunity to practice good behaviors through the rest of their lives Mm. so I think we start with knowledge if we're talking about the practicalities of that then yes I think that low energy availability is a is a is a uh, a, a big problem mm. and and again you think about uh, going from let's say a 15 year old going to uh, who's playing academy football now who then uh, sort of let's say reaches um, maturity biological maturity say around 22 mm. there's a huge change through their body in terms of their muscularity in terms of their size um, so the, the body's making lots of changes at this time so yeah. the, the consequences of not I often use the word fueling, um, but I'm, I'm more talking about fueling the body to do what it needs to do, not necessarily fueling you to run mm. down the wing to cross the ball in or to make a dart to the near post. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's about fueling the body processes first and then we can look after our bone health, then we can look after our mental health, then we can look after our heart health, if we've done that. Uh, again, I'll just, I'll just say with that as well, that when you, so it's not necessarily, so it then, you, then you mentioned quality of diet. Mm and, it, and it, it is, you know, quality of diet is so very important. But if we go back a step and you, and you, you want to reach these nutrient targets, micronutrient targets, macronutrient mm. targets, if you miss uh, um, eating, so you, 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 you go from needing 3,500 calories to consuming 1,800 calories, because you've missed a couple of eating, yeah. you, you've had a protein bar and a shake instead. You're not going to hit those micronutrient targets. It's impossible to, regardless of how quality your food was, whether you were getting mm. the best organic chicken in your <laughs> evening meal with the best, best broccoli that was cared for, and yeah. you know whatever, mo- home homegrown, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's you're not going to get there. So it's so it's a ba- it, it's again it's a balance between all these factors, um, w- w- stressing the
1: importance of each one. You know? Yeah. Do you start when you when you look at food, and obviously you can get nuanced with it as we've talked about different sort of. I guess uh, areas of, of specific nutrition, but do you, do you divide it into just whole food and processed food in terms of can you see where it came from, where where it was grown, where animal was reared? Is that is that insignificant for young people? If you talk about those principles yeah. that we can take through life, that when we approach rather than going into the the weeds of of keto, carnivore, yeah. vegan, kind of that that those realms. Yeah, and I, I, so I, absolutely, and I think that. Um,
0: one of the skills that we seem to have seem to be losing at the moment is that ability to um, be able to go in the kitchen and, and, and cook something up mm. so I think that you, with all of my clients, if they're able to cook if they're able to make their own food, I always find that they are eating a more nutrient dense diets than the ones who aren't mm. and that's because if i if I get hungry and I'm going for a meal deal up the road it's not going to be as good as me making a a go-to for me is scrambled eggs on toast, but with a with a big yeah. side salad, or lots of different lots of different things in there. So, um, that's always going to win in a in a nutrient playoff against the, yeah. the, the, it, the the meal deal.
1: With these with these young people's um, parents, particularly if they're if they're guiding the nutrition, we talked about. Well, you mentioned how you know the grams per kilogram you want to look at. When you start with those, do you have a template of a day what it could look like in the types of food? Because people almost need to make it real and visualise it on the actual food on the plate, what it looks like. What would be a a good day for a a 17-year-old footballer at Cheltenham Town?
0: Yeah, so yeah I do and we work with a lot of um, templates around that and sometimes where we've got people who are say under fueling or or aren't quite aware yet of how much they need to eat to fuel their performance, um, it can seem quite like quite a lot and you see the template and I have certainly worked with, with, with players who've said Finding this very difficult, you know, mm. and so then we have to go back a step and we have to break it down again and, and try and do good habits on certain days and then be, you know, be be tolerant and be be flexible on other days. Um, but yeah, we would we would work with a template. What does it look like? I think um, it 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 can be very simple. If it's a if it's a hard training day or a match day, we have a carbohydrate based breakfast. Mm generally for me that's that's going to be uh, oats of some sort but it yeah. doesn't have to be oats it could be Weetabix it could be shredded wheat yeah I always talk about uh, trying to um, power pack the breakfast so don't just have Weetabix and milk you've got to throw some other stuff in there we've, we've got to get more imaginative so banana or something maybe yeah banana goes in there maybe we have some some Greek yogurt on top if you like yogurt or probiotic or bioactive mm-hmm. yogurts um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's getting slightly more creative with the fundamentals of, of what you do, and it, and you know sometimes a, a, a sandwich is the best we can do at lunch. You know, mm-hmm. so make sure you're, you're you're getting the vegetables into the sandwich. Make sure if it, if it is a sandwich that we're putting some tomato in there, some lettuce, those types of things. Do which, you
1: encourage them to eat brown bread or multi multigrain? What's the the sort of advice on that at the moment?
0: Yeah, well, again, it, it would. It would depend because I don't like to say that, you know, I heard someone say recently that there's no, um, there's no nutritional value in white bread. And I think, well, if you're a triathlete who's about to get in the water yeah. and you need some, some yeah.
1: available energy, then white bread's fantastic yeah. for you. I think that's you why know? bread's been historically so significant for humans, isn't it? Because it's had a lot of calories and been yeah. easy to make, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so, so it would depend,
0: we always say it would depend on what the person's needs are. And, and you know, we see a, a seeded bread, um, versus a wholemeal bread versus a white bread well it depends on the mm. on the demands and again that would go back to working with an individual to to see where the deficiencies are you know mm. see where it, if if they're struggling to get nuts
1: and seeds then having it in a bread is is maybe a good option for them and um, your taste changes as well as you get older you have to acknowledge that don't you with younger people because my daughter's that, seven it's so hard to get her to eat granary bread whereas actually she loves white bread and yeah, making I, sure it's a good, good white bread or quite yeah. quote unquote good but it's, yeah. it's, it's a, a realisation that you wanted to eat something rather than just picking it. So Absolutely, that, that,
0: that, is, that is key. Eat something rather than nothing at all and that's a, that's a really good mantra I think for, for, for young footballers or young people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if you made your own bread I make white bread at home. I make my own bread uh, in a bread maker. You know, I'm not yeah. that good. Yeah, um, but but you put it in. And you you put flour. You put a bit of uh, bit of bit of yeast. Bit of uh, water. You put a bit of salt in there. Mm. Well, you've got a lovely lovely bit of food there. Yeah. You know,
1: is that, is that a red flag? Is it a long ingredients list for you generally when you uh, see that on a packet?
0: Yeah, it it, it is. And then we, we we're starting to then get into the more sort of nuanced side of things mm. because if you have, if you have a client who's not reaching certain targets, then this long ingredient list is probably less, it's probably more important that we get those foods and we, and we probably don't need to worry too much. Yeah, because that they might be
1: convenient foods and that's where you need them to eat something. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. And, and you know, it's more, it, I think that's more important. So where we get these e-numbers and stabilizers and preservatives, then mm. for that person, okay. The, you know, the, it's in our food. We've got high standards in this country of food regulations. It's it, it's there. It, it, it's it's going to be okay for you. If we've got someone who's hitting all the targets and is looking to tidy up and just tie the laces a little bit and just get a bit tighter around certain things, then yeah, I would definitely say making your own bread is is, is much better option. From a digestive perspective, I, I notice that I, as I get older, I'll I'll bloat. You know, If I mm. have certain foods, I'll bloat and I'll feel it for the rest of the day. Feels so sleepy, yeah. Sleepy, absolutely. All those symptoms that come along with it. Um, whereas if I make my own bread, I know the ingredients that have gone in it, it's a very simple ingredients list. I, di- I digest it better and I feel better. Mm. So at that stage, yes, those things matter.
1: What should the time be between the, the meal, which I presume you want to be carbohydrate because you, we've talked about off, off recording that it creates mu- muscle glycogen. You want that in the muscles for release. Yeah. But there is a digestive element to it, isn't it? And how you feel in terms of eating before. I'm sure when yeah. we were playing, I was playing youth football, I played on the road at Malvern Town, you'd yeah. you think, oh, a bowl of pasta because I was doing PE at A level and i thing, think, but then I'd have it too close to it and I'd feel terrible for the first first half of the game. So it's, it's what is the correct time do you think ahead of a game and how much individual variation is, is there?
0: Yeah, so I think we've all done that, haven't we? We've yeah. all, we've sort of got it wrong and we need to eat, but we've got to perform as well. And then we've got cramps and, st- and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think the research would tell us that um three hours before a game you're wanting to get your bigger meal in maybe about 120 grams of carbohydrate and then you sort of the 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 research that i've i've seen and that i would would go with is that then maybe an hour and a half before the game you're topping that up with with 60 grams of of carbohydrate Mm. and then just before the game you're getting in uh, uh, 30 grams of carbohydrate just before you perform so that'd be like an
1: energy drink or something with it or something like that something yeah.
0: very simple carbohydrates as uh, it can be it it, it tends to be uh, a supplement type thing at that point it doesn't have to be it could be a fruit juice or something like that if a that chocolate
1: was... bar or something maybe or uh,
0: yeah you want to try to avoid the fat side of things yeah. uh, so you may be going with uh, well if it wasn't a supplement it might be a banana it might be some uh, some sweets like some... a ripe banana
1: that's sort of more sugary Yeah. exactly yeah
0: yeah um, so, but yeah, generally speaking, that that one hundred and twenty-three hours out, and then breaking it down from there, gives you time to to digest the food. Mm. Now, that's a that's a guideline, and and I've I've had players who just wouldn't have digested that food um, by game time from two hours out, from two or three hours yeah. out, say. So you have you have to you have to come up with different scenarios for that. Mm. Um, and that's that's again why it make, communication is so important. How and did it feel? Do
1: they predominantly play night games in the academy or do they play um, lunchtime games as well?
0: No, yeah, lunchtime. So yeah, it will differ, I think. Um, it might even differ this season, I think, but um, 11 o'clock on a Saturday and then a midweek game. So that's hard, 11
1: o'clock on a Saturday is hard because then you have to get them up early and that affects sleep and things like that, yeah.
0: Absolutely, and some are having to get up at six o'clock to, to get the food on board, to be mm. ready in time for that. And that's why, we talk about match day minus one the day before match day that becomes very important what are mm-hmm. you eating on that day if you've if you've had a could, generally speaking you'll come in you'll do a light training session um but if you have if if you've not eaten breakfast then you've you've had the training session but you've knocked around with your mates in the gym for a little while and you <laughs> haven't gone and got lunch then you're having your evening meal well great maybe we're going to have a pasta based evening There's meal. a bit of a
1: shortage there yeah but we we've not fueled right so would you eat a bigger meal in the evening then in that case exactly. Uh, you compensate or can you do that? Is yeah, that yeah again
0: that would depend individually whether you feel that that's right for you or whether whether eating a bigger meal in the evening affects your sleep and things like that mm. so you have to take that into account you'd rather you get a good night's sleep and um, i would say that the way i'd like to try and look at it is if we've got a game saturday we're, we're preparing for that on monday mm. because if you can get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday right, and then Thursday, Friday go a bit wrong, it you've still, you know, you've you've yeah. done a, a bit more of the work earlier on. And a bigger
1: window better than is better than a smaller window. How much is it, do you, do you hope to see schools develop? Because we did sort of cooking a little bit at school, but then we sort of went away from the age of 13, 14, and then that was actually quite a distant time from we actually started to cook for ourselves. But could schools demystify cooking? Because actually when you think about it, you mentioned pasta as well, which is a good carbohydrate, or rice. All you have to do is boil some water in a kettle, put it in a pan, heat it, and then you can put the oven on if you want to cook some chicken and the oven does it for you. There's not actually that much no. involved detail, but I think we get blinded by all the celebrity chef programs, don't we, where there's yeah. a lot of complex, beautiful dishes, but actually using a, a hob and a, an oven isn't that complicated or shouldn't be that complicated, but it can be scary if you've never used it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about boiling up some rice, hmm.
0: well, the rice expands when you put it in. So you pour it into a mug. Yeah. Like, is that enough rice? Like, how much, how much do I need, you yeah. know? And, and really, I, I, I say this to my boys. Still get it wrong
1: now, touch and feel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, got, you've,
0: you've got to get it wrong to get it right. Mm. So you've got to go through a process of getting this stuff wrong, and, and don't, don't be put off by the fact that you might get it wrong. So let's, all right, maybe you're gonna to do too much rice. Maybe you're gonna to do too little rice.
1: It's pretty cheap though as well, isn't but it? Which if, is good, yeah. Yeah, if
0: you were trying that, I think that's brilliant, because at least you know a jar of pesto, some rice, a chicken breast, you could have a really lovely meal, and if you if you were if you wanted to go go wild, you could throw in some broccoli, and there you go. Mm. You've got a lovely meal. Um, and so, yeah, that I think um, I'd love to see schools doing more. I'd love I'd love to hope that you know, with my um, business, that we can start to go into schools and talk to them about how because we 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 talk about it's so easy with. Pre- football players or sportsmen because they've got a they've got a Saturday game they mm. need to fuel for the Saturday game they've got to get the eating right for the Saturday game but what if you've got an exam yeah you know what if you've got a big day at work you know what if you're a, 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 an executive a solicitor who's going to travel to London and then get back for meetings in the evening They're, those are the same things that just replaces your match mm. and you've still got to plan out how you feel for that and, I, and you know we see lots of things going on in the world today uh, which possibly, I don't know the answer to this, but possibly could be impacted if we took yeah. changes in that lifestyle side of things. And if we start with school, the research tells us, research tells us, sorry, if we start with school age, we promote good behaviours for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I think um. it's, it's powerful. I know you've, you've, you've got to get out as well, so we'll, we'll kind of um, we'll wrap it up. But just any principles that, that people should be aware of? And one that springs to mind during the course of our conversation, you're talking about the solicitor there is, is the specificity of, of the individual's life and demands. Because when I speak to fitness trainers and say to them, you know, how many weight sessions a week should you be doing, how many cardio sessions, what type of cardio sessions, et etc., et they'll say, it depends. Yeah, yeah. And it all depends on your goal and, and your demands and your requirements. And actually with nutrition, we all kind of have to look at what we're doing generally, but then specifically that day, don't we, in terms of what we need, because it could be for these footballers, I imagine, they might need a little bit more protein in the summer if they're doing weights training and things like that. Absolutely, yeah. And and so let's take that footballer as
0: an example that the the off season is a is a really interesting one because if you continue to eat as you are you may be optimally eating in season yeah. in the off season. Three and a half thousand calories. Yeah, yeah you're probably gonna lead to weight gain and, yeah. and some of that will be will be fat. If you're working out in the gym, maybe you'll accrue some muscle as well. It's gonna be you know, a little bit of both. But maybe come pre season that's not exactly what you where you no. wanna be and you're gonna have to uh, to to lose that, so it's always driven by the context which you're working in, which is why we when we talk about uh, personalised nutrition, personalised nutrition strategies, that has to be the way forward. We have to get people one to one. We have to have conversations about it. We have to try to demist demystify the yeah yeah the fact that uh, anything is bad sugar is bad they want to tell me sugar's bad you know and, and so sugar may be bad in certain situations yeah,
1: but not if you're about to, to run a marathon yeah it's about the context and and
0: then you know you've got the if you've got a chief executive you've got a school child you know those contexts are going to be different depending on what the physical health of the person is depending on what they've got on that
1: day um, and that's why it's got to be personalised so. should be wary a little bit about the sort of demonisation of anything shouldn't we I suppose the good and bad adjectives put to food because that happens a yeah. lot in, in modern world doesn't it, if it people have yeah, people have ethical views around meat, for example, but also, like you say, sugar, carbohydrates. Some people, yeah. you know, there's almost a, a movement now to rejoice in fat as well, which is interesting. It's That's flipped from when we were kids. So it's it, there's yeah. a lot of stuff out there, but I think, like you say, when anything's described as good and bad, you maybe just have a moment of caution. Yeah, 100%. I think we definitely
0: live in a, in a society or in a culture where we define what is good by what we know is bad, mm. and sometimes we don't know that first truth, and so this ju- dualism or dualistic yeah. way of thinking it, it, it we've got i think as our growing consciousness moves on we've got to come away from that way of thinking to to think to, to to not have black and white yeah. we've got no to understand no silver bullet no silver yeah. bullet no there can't be yeah. you know and no, there's no pill that you're going to buy there's no better p- protein powder than another than another one you know it's yeah. it's like you, you have to do the basics and do the basics right
1: Adam, I love it. Where can we follow you online? What's a good place to get in touch? Because people yeah. might there might be parents listening to this who want to, to get your advice.
0: Yeah, great. So I'm just in the I'm in the process of, of changing. I had my own business. I'm just I'm just going into uh, business with a uh, business partner now called Ellie. Uh, we're starting AE Sports Nutrition. Uh, we're going to be a, a consultancy nu- sports nutrition. So Adam and Ellie Sports Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so we have a coming soon web page at the moment but you can find us on social media. My my old business was um, Adam Lloyd Wellbeing, so um, I'm on, uh, I think it's A. Lloyd Wellbeing on Twitter, Adam Lloyd Wellbeing on Instagram and, and um, Facebook. Um, so we're, we're there, but yeah, follow us. When we start the new company, we're gonna put some messages out there
1: about our social media and our, and our webpage, so do follow us. Yeah, send me a link to the webpage and I'll share it, and I'll, I'll put, I'll put the, certainly the Instagram and the, the Twitter and stuff on here on the show yeah. notes. So, a pleasure speaking yeah. to you, thank you very much. Thank you, brilliant. do it again in the future. Yeah. Cheers, Adam. Brilliant. Really enjoyed that conversation. I think it's powerful when people have got that commitment and that sense of drive around things like nutrition. And often it's those people, as Adam says, who are open-minded, hold their hands up and say we don't know every detail and it's a nuance to it, specificity to your particular circumstances. But here's some general principles that seem to be consistent and certainly getting enough energy is a big one, isn't it, for young athletes? And I think that's contradictory to the the wider message around the obesity issues we have in the UK, the USA, other Western countries because of Overconsumption of calories so sometimes these younger athletes aren't getting enough on board particularly that carbohydrate that is in muscle glycogen translates to my- muscle glycogen which is the energy they need to play a high intensity sport like football soccer you may call it galloping around it's it's not something where you're really burning much uh, fat you can't really get that energy system into play but really appreciate adam check out adam lloyd well-being on instagram is how he contacted me which is a positive of social media we're saying some of the i guess silver bullet messaging around uh, nutrition and diet and everything like that is a little bit misleading at times, the sort of labeling of things as good and bad, in particular, it's a dangerous area and perhaps one to be suspicious of if, if you see that occurring. But thank you to him, thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Get down to the store if you're at local to me in Cheltenham in the west of England, beautiful place in the courtyard in Montpellier and jason's a fine man he'll uh, steer you in the right direction of whatever you need in terms of your home entertainment systems from something that's i guess like an alexa style thing to something more high voluting with big screens etc at your home and also uh, worth uh, checking out cytoplan if you're looking to optimize your immunity food-based supplement company cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk and if you'd like to enjoy our discount 30% off upfront. 10% 10% on future purchases, so 30% first purchase, 10% thereafter. It is Draper10R, my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numerals 1-0 and the capital letter R. And if you are looking to maybe, or you're interested in the concept of documenting a loved one's life story, getting their memories now on tape in high quality audio and a good transcript book to accompany it so that you can connect future generations and one thing we're aware of is, is getting our parents on record now over the lockdown, because for my daughter, when she's seven, she can listen to their upbringing in the 1950s, 1960s, and feel connected to that when maybe she's, I don't know, 20 in, in the year 2034. So it's almost spanning a century. So that's what our thoughts there. But check out atticboxaudio.co.uk. And I hope you're well. If you like the podcast, please pass it on, rate it on iTunes, whatever platform you're listening to. Tell a friend. And I appreciate it. I hope you have a great week. And thank you again for being here.